you know, you go on social and like, you'd never communicate with somebody like that in Ever. real life, right? Ever. You wouldn't have that tone, you wouldn't be a because you'd probably get slapped, you know, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Physical Preparation Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robertson, and man, do I have an episode for you here today. I don't even know how to describe this. Is it my show? Sort of. Is it my brother Luca Hasavar's show? Sort of. Uh, so let me just give you a little context here, and then I'll explain what the show is all about. So this past weekend, got to go hang out with my guy, Luca, at his beautiful gym, Vigor Ground, in Seattle, and give one of my complete coach seminars. They're such fun events. I really like diving in, spending that time live and in person with the attendees to really help them better understand assessments, coaching, queuing, program design. And it's not only fun because we get to have these dynamic interactions, but I feel like when you're in person, you just learn so much better. So you would think after two and a half days of presenting, working really, really hard, I mean, you know, I go to lunch with people, I go to dinner with people, like it is two and a half full days. You'd think that I would get Sunday afternoon off, but if you thought that, you don't know Luca. So two and a half days in, Luca's like, hey man, I got a videographer coming. Let's shoot a podcast. Let's shoot some vlogs. Like, let's just, let's keep going. I was like, all right, man, let's go. Who needs sleep, right? I got a red eye back. I'm going to work tomorrow. Who needs sleep? Let's do it. So what we start doing is just riffing and we start brainstorming and I came up with some questions that you know I thought I would like to answer and would be fun for me to answer and I'd also wanted to hear his answers on. So the way I dubbed this or the way I titled this show is Mike and Luca on wins, losses, and playing the long game in the fitness industry. And if you look at the show notes, I think there's five, maybe six questions in total and the show itself is probably north of 90 minutes. So, man, we just riff on each other. I love talking to Luca. I love getting his thought process, and I just love the back and forth. You know, he and I can riff. We can go on and on, but, man, I think there's some really valuable information in this show, and most importantly, I share some stuff that, you know, I don't really put out there all that often about my past, about some of the, the real losses that I took early on in the industry and the things that have helped shape and form me. So while it's not your traditional X's and O's type podcast, I think the stories and I think the emotion that comes out uh, in some of these moments here is really valuable. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into this awesome episode with my guy, myself, and Luca. Actually, one other thing before we go to uh, our little break. Just so you know and are aware, sometimes Luca brings out the foul mouth in me. <laughs> so the language in this one, as always, anytime me and Luca are around each other is a little bit more colorful than usual. Uh, I feel like we earned the E on uh, this episode of the podcast. So if you're around young ears, you may want to pause this one for a little while or at the very least put some headphones in. So quick break and then we'll jump into this awesome episode. Did you know that in any given year, 40% of the trainers and coaches in our industry will leave our industry? Maybe that's why it seems like almost every day I talk to trainers and coaches who are frustrated. Maybe they're frustrated with the results they're getting. Maybe they're frustrated because they don't have trusted resources to learn from. 
And maybe they're frustrated because they simply don't have enough clients and wonder how long they'll be able to stay in the industry. So if this sounds anything like you, let me tell you how I can help. My Complete Coach Certification was created for trainers and coaches just like you. People who are serious about the results they get and know that becoming a better coach can directly translate to a bigger bottom line. This certification is going to take the last 20 plus years of my life's work and put it all into one massive course. In the cert, you'll learn how to use my R7 system to create seamless, integrated, and efficient programs for clients and athletes of all shapes and sizes. You'll learn the exact progressions, regressions, and coaching cues I use in the gym to help your clients squat, hinge, press, and pull with awesome technique. You'll learn my streamlined assessment process that will help you determine the exact movements your clients should be performing when they come in the gym. And last but not least, you'll learn how to create relationships and build rapport with virtually everyone you train so you can get the best possible results. Of course, there's a lot more that I cover, but that should give you a pretty good idea of what the CERT is all about. Now here's the thing, spots for the CERT only open twice per year for a limited time. But if you join my free insiders list now, you'll be able to save $200 when my next group opens. To get on the insiders list, just head over to completecoachcertification.com. Again, that's completecoachcertification.com and then stay tuned for our launch emails very soon. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you'll join us when the next complete coach certification launches. We're here with a collabo podcast. It's not an either or, it's an and. <laughs> with my brother, Mike Robertson. So essentially, like I'm on his I'm on his show, but he's on my show. I don't know. Yeah. It's, Whose show are we on? It doesn't matter. It's both. And but it's like, you know, we we, we just had the complete coach certification here at Vigor Ground, which by the way, um, everybody should do. If you're well say everybody, if you're a coach, absolutely yes. uh, you should do a great weekend. So much hands-on stuff. Um, I mean I, I think that the benefit, we were just talking about this, like the benefits of the live events and being able to spend time with the coach and kind of like diving into their philosophy, um, I think it's priceless. Look, I think that, you know, the world having so much stuff online and, and courses, I think they're great, in which, by the way, your course is online, so you can Thank get you. it there. Um, but, it's, it, but there's just a component to it, like when we're breaking down all the movements and then you got 10 follow-up questions and then... We're break like we're literally writing programs in real time for people mm-hmm. that you know what's the what's the troubleshoot here? What would you do here? Why would you do this here? What about if I'm doing it like this? I mean that's the stuff that like you just can't you know you can't make up right? Yeah. You can't make up on it in, on, in online. So I think that was uh, was powerful. But every time um, you know you're here, you know we got to do as much do as mu- we got to do a show. We got to do as much content as possible. <laughs> so here we are. But there's a bunch of topics that we want to talk about today. So I wanted you to start start on on this, and then it's going to go where it's going to go, baby. Yep. Um, so where did you want to start, Mike? Where did you want to start? Well, I think we need to give them the background story of how these questions came about. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> so at the course, one of the big things that we like to do is make it a family feel, right? Mm-hmm. So we yep. go to dinner, we break bread, do all those things. It's not just go to the course, go sit in your hotel room. You know, like we try and get out and do stuff. The good stuff happens after. We all know that. So last night, vibe was very right. Looking at beautiful Lake Washington, 
Chuck is killing it on Purple Rain oh, on yeah. karaoke. Karaoke night. And uh, man, the, the old fashions were going down smooth. And so <laughs> I'm like, no, here are some topics that we need to talk about. And I think we could sit here and talk X's and O's, technical stuff, and there's a time and a place for that. But I think I think of this as trading war stories, right? You remember mm. the old Tupac song, yeah. Trading War Stories? You better know that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, go yeah, listen go to back. that, then come back. <laughs> but people want to know when you've done this for 20 years that you're not like Superman, right? You're not perfect. You've caught some L's along the way. And I think people really resonate with hearing other people's stories. Mm. So I think we both have the questions here, but one of the main things I wanted to ask you is, how many years, 20? Are you 20 years uh, or close. close? 18 plus. Okay, right, 18, 18 plus. years in this game. What's the advice you wish you got when you started out? Wise old Al comes to, mm. to 22 year old Luca, Luca, this is what I need you to do to be successful in the fitness industry. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to have to uh, kind of preframe some things here because, you know, it's always like the question, would you change anything? I, I, I like that you asked it differently because if I changed it, it I wouldn't be where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can guarantee you that there's certain, you know, um, parts that slow things down for me. This will be this will be an answer I think maybe people won't expect, but, you know, um, working on being a better human being. Because, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, when I was 22, when I was in that, uh, that age and it's like, you just continue to believe that like you really like have all this um, wisdom that mm-hmm. you don't have, you yes. know, and, and, um, and it's like, ah, you know, I know better. And, and, and um, so that's, that's part of it, right? So it's like, the, because, we've talked about this before when it comes to coaching, right? Like, uh, so I, I really believe that if I could have found a mentor that would have helped me as, as a person, forget about the coaching part of it, right? Like yep. the X's and O's and like, uh, you know, program design. And like, these are the things you got to do marketing and, and to connect better with people. Like for somebody to be like, how, you know, helping Luca be a better person, you know, yep. and guiding me. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there were not people in my life that were doing that. You know, it, it's, we obviously can reject those people, you know, <laughs> right. or, or, or bring them in. Yep. But I, but I do feel that there were some, some, uh, some critical points in my life there that uh, that would have been huge. And so now, looking back to, at it, like even as somebody that mentors a lot of people, I, tr- I they do my best to be that person. It, because there was, there was personal decisions that I made that, you know, essentially kind of fucked up some of my career moves, right? Or, career, sure. or, or should I say progress, you yeah, know, sure. obstacles. So I would say that's a, that's a, that's a big one is, when you are, uh, you know, we talk about this like hunting uh, for skill sets and collecting role models. It's like finding role models earlier than you think. You know, it, it, you, you put it this way. With somebody that's like 40, 50, 60, 70, that has all this stuff, like listen to them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, you have cognitive dissonance at a level that you can't imagine, yeah. right? About life. Sure. Right? About life. And so I think that if you can be open, just... If you're listening to this, to be open to the fact that like you may really not know that much and that there's people that, you know, uh, can guide you through this and give you some direct a compass, you know, yeah, call it yeah. a compass. Right. And like and, and what I, I like to say about a compass is that if you've ever had a compass and you're in the woods and stuff like it never, you know, the, the needle isn't straight. It kind of wobbles. Right. Left right. to right. 
It's a good analogy. But, you know, and that's kind of like life. You do yeah. dumb stuff. But <clears throat> the thing is, as long as you can keep coming back to true north, you're going in the right direction. I, I know that, like, in, the, in that age, in that, you know, honestly, it was like 22 to, like, 30 there's a bunch of times where like it's like I lost lost my compass, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I was not going. You know, it wasn't wobbly. That shit right. just went south. You know, um, and, wrong and way. They went the wrong way. And and I feel that if you know, I had number one listened more, right? I've been more open to it, which is why I'm sharing this now. Um, but also, you know, if there was some, if I allowed somebody in my life that would have been more of a guide to life versus just like how to make money. How to be, a, you know, how to be the best trainer and get the best results, and da da da, you know, all that stuff. Um, I I would have certainly not have to have as much pain, right? Yeah. Um, I would say that's uh, that's definitely one thing. The other one would be patience, um, and I would do everything with like this uh, kind of bad out of hell, you know, intensity. But not, but you know, and, and maybe there's nothing wrong about that when you're kind of in that age. But it was also like I was, I was, I was wanting the result. Yeah. You know? So like yeah. I was like, it's it was, outcome driven. It, right? Yeah, it was outcome driven. And everything was just like a sprint, and like you know, it, I guess you know what it what it what it happened. It made the journey not be as enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, because you're like you're just, I mean, the word you know, grind and hustle, and I know it's overused, but it was like nonstop. And I, I just didn't get to enjoy the process as much, sure. right? And it's like, there's, there's a saying, it's like, there's no happy ending to unhappy journey, right? Mm. And, and it made me think about this. So that's, you know, the example of that would be like somebody that's grinding up for 15 years, hating what they do. And then, I don't know, they sell their company for 20 million, right? And usually they won't be happy at that point in time. Yeah. It's like 15 years of like, I hated everything that I did. Yeah. So that's to me is, you know, versus like, would I rather have 15 years of, yeah, hard work, and you're gonna have your obstacles. But man, like you love what you do, and maybe you don't make the twenty million. You make less, but you've enjoyed every part of the journey. You're in a good place. You don't want to necessarily end because you love the journey, right? Like, who's the winner in life? Yeah, sure. You know, and it's like I, I can tell you right now, the winner is you know the person that's enjoying the journey um, and continuing to want to be on this you know infinite game that 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 we're on. Yep. So I think those those are probably my, my two biggest ones that don't, you know, um, go into like, again, I'm glad that you said like, you know, the X's and O's. Like, it, yeah, we could talk X's and O's all day long. Maybe we'll f- throw some tactical things in there. But it's it's sometimes, you know, I get pretty repetitive these days and I, I'm not mad at it at all. You know, as I always said, um, I, I what it was about, probably six years ago, I spent a whole bunch of time with Gary Vee and, you know, he's like, Luke, I, I say like the same five things a million times over you know right. what I mean like and it's and it's I just tell there's different ways that I tell the stories about these five things and you know one of the things that I consistently riff on is like man find your people in your community as soon as possible yep you know so if 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 you're like here's who I want to be here's who I want to become this is what I want to build find the people that have done that but that also you um associate with their values right so so for example if you're like oh i want to you know blow up this company like xyz guy did but yeah but i they're doing some shady shit and i don't like the way that they live and they believe in this and i don't that's probably not a great person to you know emulate and um i forgot who said this it's like don't try to you know uh, emulate anybody's life that you wouldn't switch with you know today yeah that's Um, good and it's like because you might you know like oh i like the cars no 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 but 
you wouldn't want to switch that life, you know. Yeah. Do you want to work this many hours a week? Do you want to, right? You ha- and again, so then find those type of people that do resonate with you on the, you know, how they're making their money, what type of business they're building, what type of human beings are they, what they believe in. And, and then the sooner you find those communities, um, the better. And then that becomes part of your compass, right? Because if, sure. if you're in those communities and those people care about you and love you and you, you care about them and love them, what starts happening is like, you know, I'd be like, hey, Mike, uh, let me talk to you about something. There's some, you know, you're doing some shit that's not good for you, dude. Like, I'm just going right. to let you know as, as my brother, bro, like, I'm going to tell you, like, you know, and, and now you get that true north, you know, yeah. that wobbly needle yep. that takes you forward. And so, I, you know, I, and I keep repeating this over and over and over again. And it, you know why? Because it continues to evolve, right? So you continue to add good people to your circle. And it's kind of like... Uh, what do you call it? Nutritional displacement. You know, when I talk about people's nutrition habits, like you add more protein, they they stop being able to eat as many calories of other stuff because you're full, right. right? So it's like add better people. Automatically, it's going to push out some other people that are like more on the on a, on the edge of that negativity. So you keep doing that. You know, you keep adding better people, and the, when you have contrast of somebody that's really good for you. It makes it way clearer who's not good for you. Oh, absolutely. Right? Until yeah. you don't add that. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like, you know, that's my story. But uh, when I was sleeping three to four hours a night, that's all, you know, that's all I knew. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm still going to go train. I'm still going to go work all day. I'm still going to, you know, then I hit the wall. And then I started having good nights of sleep because I was like, all right, I'm going to get my sleep right. And then after a while, I was like, oh, my God, this is what it feels like to get <laughs> right. a full night's sleep. This right. is, um, I had the contrast. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to go back. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. So I think it's the same thing here is like when you, when you go even like a, an event like this, right, or you go and you see like all these people helping you, all these people positive and uplifting and trying to do great things in industry and open to learning, even if they've been doing it for a long time. And you go like, wow, man. I like this community. You know, the community I'm around is always complaining, talking shit about others, pointing fingers. It's, you know, it's the owner's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. It's my parents' fault. It's my, like, everything's a problem. And you go like, damn, this shit is toxic. I, oh, I feel, I feel like my energy drained. I just came from this thing and this thing gave me energy. I want more of that. Great. Now you know, right? And so it's just a process of constantly finding those tribes and building those tribes. And I, I legitimately think that's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking back, the biggest lesson is like that, you know, guidance in life, not, on just, the, not just the skill set and career side of things. I think that's important, but, I, but the life part of it too. And then finding these communities that become, you know, the, the true north of where you want to go. Right. Man. That's that a great that was, answer, I dude. That was a short one, but Bro, that was a great answer. Uh, man, and I, it, just to kind of put some of my own thoughts into this, like, because I was thinking about these, like, okay, well, what would my answer be, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I got Luca. What, what would my answer be? And it's like a lot of the same themes, right? Number one, be patient. You'll get where you're supposed to be. Uh, but at the same time, having that work ethic, right? And having that hustle because... This is something you and I share, maybe not to quite the same degree, but we love to work, right? Like we love to work. We enjoy our work. We're passionate about it. Um, And we see too many people, I think these days, and here's the contrast, right? You got to work hard in the short term while playing the long game, 
Mm. And most people don't understand that dichotomy, right? It's like, yeah, and oh, I want you to explain that because I think that's good for, yeah. for people to hear what that means. So you know? some people just think, well, you know, I'm not good now, but in 20 years I'll be good. So they're not doing anything in the short term to make themselves better. And they just mm -hmm. hope by virtue of time and hanging out long enough, yes. you're good. But that's, that's not the case. It's not. That's the person that spends 20 years living the same year 20 different times. Right? It's just like Groundhog's Day, time and, you know and time and time again. Because you're saying, I want to bring that up, because we were actually talking about this in the lobby, right? Like, the <clears> example <throat> would be uh, if you get triggered by this, good. Uh, this podcast <laughs> is not for people that like, are trying to avoid, uh, you know, put it this way if you're avo avoiding uncomfort, it's not for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but it's, but, it, but it's true, right? Like, for instance, I said events, when we have events here in Seattle, there's so few coaches from Seattle that come, and it's, to me, it's sad, right? Because it's like, you have an opportunity to get better, right? Yeah. It's like 80 to 90% of people are like from Georgia, from overseas. I mean, we had people yeah. from India come to the summit. Yeah. I'm like, hey, raise your hand if you're from Seattle. You know, we have 240 people in a crowd and it's like 20 people, you know, maybe I mean, 30 wild. people. It's cra crazy. like crazy, right? And, and it's like, I know there's thousands of coaches here, but you know, to, to get to that point, it's like what I, it's like when somebody says, oh yeah, I've been doing this for X, Y, Z. That could mean nothing. Um, and a great example of this is, is a story that Craig Weller told. And if you know, you know Craig, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and when Craig was, I think he, you know, when he was still, um, I think he still is with Precision Nutrition, but it was like his, his story about surfing. And he said, well, I've been doing surfing for, this is what my thought process was. I've been doing surfing for six to seven years. So, man, I'm pretty good. And then he went to a surfing camp for a week and he improved like 10 times more. I mean, he got 10 times better in right. one week. And he realized, he said, well, what I was doing is nobody was guiding me and mentoring me. Nobody, I, w I wasn't getting coached. I wasn't getting better. Right. So what I was doing, I was getting very good at repeating the mistakes that got me stuck. Mm. Right? And yeah. so to me, and I'm going to speak for, for you know, coaches in the industry. This could go for anywhere in life, I believe, though, is that you know, you're like, oh, I'm doing it. But you're doing things that aren't really that good or mediocre. And you're doing them very often. And yes. You're actually repeating them so much that now you're getting very good at mediocrity and going like, yeah, but I have experience. But it's like, yes, but you have experience in mediocrity. <laughs> or maybe it's even worse. And it's like it's, it, you have experience in not being good. You know, and, and to me, the, the thing that I'm always going to come back to, you know, if somebody goes like, well, how would I know that? I'm like, listen, what's the last book you read? Did you do the course? Do you go to certifications? Do you get around people? Do you intern? You know, are you are you seeking that? Like, uh, you know, not just not just are you uh, open to feedback? Are you seeking feedback? You know, mm -hmm. are you going like, here's my program, and then somebody goes, why did you write this program? Why are you thinking like this? Why are you? And you're like, uh, well, right now you got now now you're seeking it. Now the person might be like, that makes that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, let's let's you know let's break it down. Let's help you get better. So if you're not doing that, like your years of experience. Could just be years of experience doing something that's not that great. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I just wanted to riff on that because we we're talking oh. about that. And I oh. wanted to use that example because, man, like there was a you know there's a bunch of stuff in my life that I was like, yeah, I'm doing it, right? For basketball, there was there was a coach that came to me and was like, I would use to shoot all these shots, and he said, hey, how much you know how many shots do you make? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just going for 500, you know, making taking 500 shots per day. I was like, well, you might be practicing like making 50%, like, that's not great. Right. Why don't you go closer to the basket, make every shot, you know, make 95% of them, then step back, then step back, then step back. And then when you're at the three and you make 90% of them, then add a dribble, a difficulty, somebody bumping you, right? right. It's like, 
it's that progressive model that we we use in everything right but he broke it and he was like an encounter makes an encounter percentages and it was just like oh shit like <laughs> i might have shift in mindset big shift in mindset right, right? and and cuz you come to you know it's the, uh, i was talking to a kid not that long ago but it was you know at the gym LA fitness and you know we were playing runs and whatnot but he's practicing stuff he's like yeah i'm here for hours but i'm watching him right yeah and i'm like it's sloppy it's like you know you're not practicing like you're there for three hours believing that you're getting better but it's like lackadaisical shots not not under a certain intensity not focused i'm like you could have done that training session in 45 minutes and would have been 10 times better Mm -hmm. right because you have intent you have focus you know what you're working on what's your weakness how do you break it down so you get a lot of this in fitness you get you know people are showing up at the gym man i had 10 clients today you know if i videoed those sessions you know a little bit on the phone here ha 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 joking around now you know not preparing uh right. long you know to have a great session not preparing for for their program design not preparing for the changes they need to make not doing good follow-up so here we are like you're just basically you're not getting better yeah. right you're just punching the clock you're punching That's the clock you're you know so that is that experience is actually not hurtful like so somebody that's like very focused for two years could like run circles around you when you've been in it for eight yeah right and and that's harsh that's why i said hey listen trigger warning but it's true you know and we have to all all like analyze that and and kind of become self-aware which i think the right communities again right the right people the right yeah. tribes can bring that to, to the forefront because i know i've gone to events or i've been in mentorships when I've seen somebody do something exceptionally well, and I, my first thought was like, oh shit, I suck. Yeah. I thought it was good, right. I suck. You know, right. maybe that was a little aggressive, but it was right. like, I saw what elite looked like, and then it was like, golly, man, I gotta get better. You know, and that person yep. was there to help me and, you know, take me from, as Dave Tate would say, you know, shit, suck, good, great. Right. Take me from shit to suck, from suck to good, you know, but it, again, like, how do you even have a mirror up to, what reality is right and and um i think we all need that we all need that in all different areas of our life and we should seek it out and um that's a more than my two cents right there yeah but you know no um, but it brings up two good points that we keep coming back to like one getting coaching in some way shape or form right so whatever is important to you you should be getting coached on it if it's your training your nutrition uh, if you've got mental health stuff, go see a therapist. Yeah, we all need coaches. We all need coaches. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is constantly leveling up the circle that you're in, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're still hanging out at 42 with the people you started off with when you're 22, unless that circle is really evolving at a high level, I mean, you're not getting where you want to in life. And it's a sad thing. Like, I mean, think back to when you were 22 and think about some of the amazing times you had, the amazing friends, and we can still think about that in a joyful way and think about how amazing those times were, but man, I just have certain goals and aspirations in my life, and so you just get to that point where it's like, look, man, I'm, I'm leveling up. I'm going to try and make the most out of myself, my career, my family, so the people that are around me have to support that in a Absolutely. positive way, and if they don't, man, I'm sorry. Like... We just can't rock like we And I see the thing is I'm, I always am like I leave a rope, right? Like, hey, I'm going up here. If you want to come with me. Yeah. Like I'm here to support that all day yeah. long, right? I, I I think the biggest key is to just not have people pull you down. Yeah, that's a big If you one. don't want to go here, that's okay. That's your choice. Yep. 
and like I'm leaving a rope for you to climb up here. But if you start pulling me down, I'm cutting. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That's the like. If if you start pulling me down, I'm gonna cut it. I'm letting you know that right now. Yep. And and I look. I speak from experience because every single thing that I'm saying, you started off with. You know, what would you change, or what are the mm-hmm. biggest lessons? And I don't think anybody, um, you know, goes through life without learning the lessons painfully. Yeah. My hope yeah. would be is that you cut down on that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and have you ever uh, have you ever heard of the karmic loop? No, but I can imagine what it okay. is. Okay. So, but it's but it's like it's this it's this idea that it, it's that that when I give you the visual of this, I think it will be helpful. So, I bring it up because some people get stuck in it. So imagine that there there's like there's an event that you, that happens. Usually, the event is negative. Okay. Something happens in your life. I don't know. I'll make it like I'll make it about the gym, and you like you lose a whole bunch of members, right? Right. So it's like boom, event. You lose a bunch of members, and then it's like obviously you drop down into this mental like the pit. Let's call Waste it the, the pit, yes. right? Like <laughs> now in the pit, there's a lesson. Okay. Sure. This is. I'm gonna give you both scenarios, right? Yep. Boom. You drop down into the pit. Now, you may avoid the lesson. Right. Either because of your ego, you want to avoid discomfort. You don't ask yourself the right questions. You don't have the right people around you to guide you and like go like, hey, maybe you should pay attention to this stuff. Right. Right. And with time, even when bad things happen, if you just with time, it gets better. Now, but the thing is, if you don't learn the lesson, this is the karmic loop. Right. You go right back to where you were and then there's going to be another event. There's going to be similar because you didn't learn a lesson and bam, you go down to the pit. <laughs> Right. And then time goes by. And, and the thing is, and most people that are listening, you might even be like, shit. You know, you know <laughs> right. for instance, uh, getting healthier, dropping body fat, you know, yeah. improving your blood, blood work, right? It, it's like it keeps repeating itself. You do some diet and like, That's you the know, first thing I think of, yeah, right, it's, it's is weight, like loss. weight loss. I dropped right? 10 pounds, but I did it in an Unsustain- it was It was unsustainable. unsustainable way. I put it back on Correct. plus two. For example, right? That yeah. would be one of those, and we could go over a million examples. Like I've had yep. that in my relationships, and I mean, I've had it everywhere, right? But if if you learn the lesson at the bottom of the pit, that's like the aha moment, you know, the awareness, like, oh, this is the lesson. Now you skyrocket. It's kind of like in training where you have the, you know, you overreach and then you have super compensation, right? Yep. Like that's the super compensation. You learn a lesson, and like you, just like if you're a video game, you elevate to a new level. Right, yeah. and you look down at the problem they used to have, and you go like, <laughs> "Look at that problem!" Right? right, like, yeah, that's easy. And the thing, but now, new levels, new devils. There's, there's something right. new you're gonna face, and so that to me is, is like, um, you know, such at the bottom of the pit. The things that we've talked about, you know, mentors, communities, tribes, uh, self awareness. But you know, whether that's through reading, listening to podcasts, you know, dropping your ego, which is all work. You know, it's all yeah. work, like. That's how you continue to elevate. Now, my, my, the, what we're discussing here and what my, my hope is, my goal, when, whether it's podcasts, whether it's vlogs, whether it's you know, in-person mentorship, is to help people have as, many, as, le- as little of those karmic loops as possible and as, yep. as many revelations because nobody's going to get through life like not having pain and having you know, right. fuck-ups and everything else. But like, man, if you can cut them down by 50%, I'll tell you what, instead of you know, whatever amount of time it took me to get to a certain place... You can actually chop it down in half, yep. right? And so For that's, sure. I think, the goal of, um, you know, what's that saying? It's like the, 
the, uh, the purpose of life is to find your gift and develop your gift, right? And the meaning of life is to give your gift away. I feel like I'm in this phase, first of all, never stop developing. But, you know, the reason why the podcast and so much content, you know, because sometimes people are like, oh, like you're, you know, you're, you're in a content game and you want to make money through that. And it's like, I'm not saying I, that I don't, and it's like a bad thing, but I'm not driven by that. You right. know, it's like the giving it away and going like, oh my God, like look at all the stuff that I did and how much I fucked up. I think like I get a lot of fulfillment, right, by helping somebody, you know, there's like people Think that, about how many good comments you get, right? Like I, I noticed that, like how many people are like, yo, Luca, this is huge. Like what a big difference this Oh my made. God. How, if, if, how impactful if you've you been on my programming or how my body hey, feels like. That's worth it in and of itself. And it's right? like selfish or not, right? Here's the thing too, right? Like I think at the end of the day, it fuels us. I mean, in a selfish way, I would rather have that as my fuel and like my feel good than something negative, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, I'm helping other people. And I, I, I am like, I am hooked on like, I don't, you know, you've been doing this for a really yeah. long time like yeah. I have. And I was just, somebody asked, how long have you known Mike? And I was like, yo, I've legitimately known Mike for like 16 years. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah, when, it's been a long time. when we started in that mastermind, it must have been like 15 years ago or something like yeah. that. And, do, you know, I to this day don't ever get a different, more, uh, I would say, watered down feeling when somebody goes like, hey, listen, man, like if I didn't come here to Vigor, if I didn't start training with you, if you didn't. Like, I don't know where my life would be. Like, here's what you helped me do. I'll still get emotional. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's the, it's the same feeling. You know, it's not yeah. like caffeine where you get used to it and I can drink five times more now and there's tolerance. Like, right. And so, you know, maybe part of it is chasing that feeling. But that, you know, that word uh, meaning and fulfillment, and you said it, you said, hey, like, we like to work hard, but it's like, when you love what you do, you do, you know, when you have, and not just when you love what you do, when when there's something that you're like, it's pulling you. It's not, yes. you're not being pushed by ex, like, you know, money that it's pulling you, you know? Yep. And I know, I know that like, it's very easy for this shit to sound corny, <laughs> right? But, right. But you get like, you've, when you've done something in your life, you get that feeling. That's what pulled me out of a bad place when I stopped playing pro sports and I'd coach people and I'd make no money at that point in time, yep. you know? And somebody would be like, man, that was such a great session. I feel so amazing. Thank you. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, the feeling, yeah. the feeling that I get from that. And that got me hooked. And, that, and it's like, it's never stopped. You know? So I think that, again, um, finding, and, and again, to, to, to reiterate this, you don't find purpose, right? You sure. forge it, which is a question for you because I, I, I've shared this quite a few times, but when, like, when for you was it the time where you were like, all right, I'm going to go all in on this? Right, but it's it's not like you you loved it because I, I yeah. know you know you started in uh, in rehab right and then yeah. PT and it's yeah. I mean I would assume not things that you were like I'm fired up this morning to go <laughs> right. and treat this you know uh, right. and, and some people are but I'm saying like I I know that you weren't yeah what at what point do you go you know this is my path even though I don't feel super skilled and confident in it. But I'm going to forge, and maybe you didn't think that at that time, but like, I'm going to forge this, you know, this purpose. Man, probably earlier than most would expect. Like, I remember being like a sophomore or junior in college, right? And I just met Jess, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife of many, many years. And I just remember telling her, like, look, when I grow up, I'm going to be a trainer and I'm going to have my own gym and all this stuff. Like, I had that vision. Now, it took a long time. Yeah to cultivate it and bring it to fruition. But that vision 
is what kept me going, right? Because look, like those years in Fort Wayne, man, it was, it was a time, it was an energy suck. There was a lot of like just negativity. I mean, you talk about just bad vibes, bad juju in the workplace, it was mm-hmm. not fun. So the things that pulled me through were, okay, one, I knew I really sucked at rehab, like really bad. And just my personality, I don't deal well with sucking. So I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be the best rehab person I can be, and not maybe for all time, but every day I'm gonna work to get better. Mm -hmm. So that was part of it. The second piece was I always had that long-term vision. So what helps me move the needle there, right? So if you look at 03 to 05, how much I wrote for T Nation, I mean, we're probably talking, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking probably 40 or 50 articles. Every time I'm on... That's at least, that's like more than one month. Yeah. No, I was crushing. Like, here was my routine, right? Because I've worked a lot Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. We got to go in a little bit later because we would like power lift and do our training. And then I'd have like an hour, hour and a half. Literally get in my car. I'd eat my lunch in my car or driving, which I don't recommend. Don't do that. But Mm -hmm. like eating as I'm driving, I'd go to this coffee spot and I would write. And I did that almost every Tuesday and Thursday because that was like my outlet. Right, and it allowed me to continue to cultivate, okay, my thought process, my philosophy, and that's where content isn't just for the end user, right? Mm. Like if you're really doing content at a high level, it helps you refine oh, yeah. everything you're doing. We'll riff into that. I'm glad that you yes. mentioned that. Yes, because it helps you streamline all your thought process. It makes everything clear, and it helps you when you coach. But yeah, that's that was the thing for me. It's like this is going to keep pulling me, and so eventually I get out of there, and then I go and I do in home in Indianapolis, right? Which, much better gig, very cool people, right? Very cool people. When you're talking high-level docs, people with nine-figure net worths, it's not just cool that they're wealthy. I mean, they've got like this worldly wisdom, right? When they've been all over, they have homes in multiple states, they travel the world. You just learn a lot, again, if you're willing to listen Mm -hmm. and, and open yourself up. So it was like all those things kept pulling me, and eventually I just knew like, man, this is my destiny, right? And for me, it's always been about, initially it was, this is the thing, and this is why I got burnt out earlier myself. It was so, it was more outcome driven than it needed to be, right? Mm-hmm. It was about proving myself. Yeah, I always had yeah. that chip on my shoulder of, I wanna be the best writer. I wanna be the strongest power lifter. I wanna have the best gym. And it, really, it took me probably longer than it should have to just sit back and be like, yo, like, I've checked all these boxes, right? I've written all the articles I've created all the products I've spoke for all the biggest like companies and groups like what do I have to prove I've trained you know all-stars in two different major sports I've been successful yeah but I still didn't feel fulfilled on the inside and it's because it was I was just chasing clout chasing chasing the outcome and it took me a long time to figure out like yo, I'm already successful Hmm. why don't I just take a step back enjoy it and then spend less time worrying about myself and just put all that energy into my people. And immediately, it just, everything was easier. It didn't feel like I'm like having to push. Now, like you alluded to, it's pulling. And now it's like easy. See, right? I, I think it's that- easy. If I think if you can learn that sooner. You know, this is why I think yeah. this conversation is so Jack, important. Could I have had that when I was 34, Ooh. 24? You know, but, th- but I think that this part of it is a, is a, a personal development part of it, right? Because For sure. I, I was seeking, you know, for me, it was, been, it was seeking significance, right? I had yep. all these traumatic yep. things and, that were leading me to be like, no, like, I'm, I'm look, I'm great, I'm, I made it, I'm, 
good enough, you know, like, and so you, so you're always like, you do a thing and it's like, right. no, I gotta do more, I gotta do more, I gotta show everybody, right? Yeah. And the, the, the sooner that you can kind of, you know, let some of that go, and then, the, and listen, the energy should, to me, right now, it's like the energy is like, great work, great work, things I'm proud Every of, day. things I'm proud of, things I'm proud yes. of, you know, like, yes. that's, the, that's the marker, right, versus like, um, you know, I, I saw this, I'll interject with a, another Gary Vee story, but like this girl's like, you know, I'm doing this and doing this and I want to get to 100 grand. He's like, why 100 grand? Why not 200? Why not 500? Actually, but why even, why even, it, these numbers are irrelevant. Like they're, right. why not like just do great work, be patient, put you, because the thing is, what I realized is that like when I was thinking that way, and look, if you have a business, I'm not saying like numbers are important. Like you yes. got to know your P&Ls, yes. like you got, you know. More money's got to be coming in than going out. You got to have your net margins. You got like yeah. those are important things, but you can't attach all this stuff to it. So I like on one side, you better know your damn numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. better be tracking, just like you'd be tracking anything else to to watch it improve. But attaching this like imaginary, you know, like hey man, like you're good to some type of external outcome is wild because you get there, and I've got there. You know, like I, I tell this story, but I'll repeat it again. You know, I. I got to a place where financially, you know, I was making more money than I, like, you know, anybody in my family, right? Like ever. Sure. Uh, and, you know, nice car, this, that, the other. But I also was, you know, going through a divorce. I had a shit show of personal life. Like, don't, I would work so much because work was giving me something that, you know, it was almost escape. You know, yeah, train absolutely. work was escape. Yep. And I, I, I remember waking up one morning is when I got help, meaning I went to Wake Up Warrior. I started therapy, like all these different things because I was like, dude, like, on paper and these things that I felt like are the significant things I'm chasing where I can tell other people like hey yeah I fucking made it with you know like yeah I was I was empty I was I was absolutely empty inside I remember waking up one morning being like you know pure depression right like because you have this realization like well this is here but then this is also going on. Like, I mean, you talk about a disconnect, right? Oh, yeah. Completely. How it looks externally oh, yeah, to like what your life looks like when you go home. Absolutely. And com- close com- the door. Com- then what does it complete look like? Complete. And it was like, you know, that was like, and thankfully, I mean, a very painful awareness that made me go and, and, and say, hey, I need help, which I think is a very powerful thing to do is to yeah. ask for help. Uh, took, me, took me a while. But, but again, right, like if you attach these, like when I have this car, this house, this money is... Like, when you get there, then what? Like, there's somebody has, you know, uh, again, it, that should not be the thing that it, it is attached to your purpose, your fulfillment, your meaning, you know, your yeah. daily happiness and all these different things. Because I promise you, you know, you'll fall short. And yep. there's, um, I mean, this is like one of the books I think everybody should read, but um, uh, Man's Search for Meaning from Viktor Frankl. Mm, yeah. And the thing I just remember, I mean, I, think, I remember a lot of things from it, but this is one that stands out to me the most. And he talks about, uh, Dan Sullivan talks about the gap. You know, the yeah. gap is like the, when you get there, the horizon is always moving, right? I made 100 grand. Okay, cool. Now I want to make 250. Now I want to make this. Now I want to get this house. Now a bigger house. Now I got to get, like, it's forever moving. So if that's, if you're chasing the horizon, you're feel, feeling the gap. You're always feeling the gap, no matter how well you do, right? And there's this lesson about, you know, looking backwards, you know, and that's where Viktor Frankl's quote comes in, where he's like, you know, remember, always remember the, and appreciate the things that you've accomplished, the hard things that you've overcome, you know, uh, and like, again, acknowledge those things and like, that should fill you up. But then 
at the same time, look forward to like how you can improve and, and, and push yourself and challenge yourself to be better. In that space, he calls positive anxiety, right? Mm, and, yeah. and, to, and, and that was like, you know, I, I remember because I studied a ton of Dan Sullivan stuff, um, strategic coach stuff, and like that came up and I was like, oh man, it sounds a lot like Victor Frankl stuff. I went back, read the book, you know, I found that thing and I was like, okay, this is making more sense now, right? To be, to be able to be like, hey man, like it's, it's, it's good to look at your wins and victories. We teach our yeah. clients this stuff, right? Build yeah. confidence, build self-esteem. But strive for more because we are, you know, again, like the infinite game. It's, 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 yeah, it continues, sure. right? So yeah. the, the sooner that you can figure that out, and you might be listening to this and going like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are but, old. Why are they yeah, talking so much? But, 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 but again, like I, if, if it resonates with you, like uh, hopefully it does. And, and then some of these kind of like points that we're bringing up, uh, you know, you'll, you'll start seeking out, you know, the people and the communities and the knowledge around this because it is a game changer, you know, and yeah. I, I would love to tell you, I mean, look, you, like you look behind if you're watching video and <laughs> this is like a third of my library, right? Like there's a lot of X's and no stuff, you know, yep. but I, I actually feel that I got more out of and get more out of the, these principles of life, you know, like uh, I, I love that. Um, you read Ray Dalio's principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. X, right. It's like, it's these principles, right? Yep. These are the lessons and principles that you live by that you apply. And I think that what we're sharing, you know, hopefully is for people to be like, these are principles. Yes. Plug them into your life however you want to. But notice that like we're not, you know, uh, currently talking about like whether it's better to use a, a trap bar deadlift or a straight bar deadlift right. off the ground, even though both, right. both of us don't use a straight bar. Uh, <laughs> nah. Well, okay. So I just want to interject one thing. Like I think it's really important to note like the sooner you can... Like you alluded to, it's not that outcome-based goals aren't important, especially if you're running a business, you need to know that, but just marrying yourself to the process. Correct. And when you start to do that, immediately you eliminate so much anxiety from your life, right? Because, I mean, I've been incredibly anxious a good portion of my life, right? And it wasn't until like the last five, 10 years, it really helped kids, (laughs) believe it or not, actually help, right? They give you some perspective. But man, just being able to say, look, Yes, I want to get here, right? Like that's the goal. But also knowing like it's not going to happen overnight, but as long as I'm tethered to the process, I'm going to get a little better every day. It's the slight edge principle, right? Kaizen, however you oh, want yeah. to think about it, 1%. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to do a little bit every day. We talked about it with the, the attendees mm-hmm. over the weekend. Listen to a podcast, watch a video, take 20 minutes and review that course. Uh, look, look into mentors, coaches, people that can help guide you. Like it's not... It's not home runs, right? It's not money ball. It's like, hey, what are little actionable things I can do every day that move the needle? And let, you know what? Like, this is such, a, such an important point. Let's legitimately take, make it a real uh, applicable tactical thing, right? Yeah. For w- what you're currently saying, right? Yeah. And for example, I know like anxiety is like energy being used up. You're mm-hmm. thinking about the future. Oh my God, I should be here. Like, I only got this many clients, but I should have this many more. So you're spending that energy and time throughout the day, just worrying about like where you should be and this, that, the other, yeah. right? But if you're like, okay, look, today I got five clients, man, I'm going to make an unbelievable experience for each one of them. Yes. And you prepare, you know, I was talk about these four by six cards, prepare how you're going to show up. You can do a little something wow for them. And then you're going to ask everybody for a referral. And then you're going to go contact, you're going to spend 30 minutes contacting all your past leads giving them an offer to come in, 
three training sessions on you, right? Yep. And maybe one or two of them bite on that, right? And then you're going to go and study Mike's stuff for 30 minutes, yep. right? And again, you break down your day and like you are where your feet are, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to yourself, listen, let me t- like for 30 days, let me challenge myself. All I'm going to do is be completely zoned in with at the best of my abilities sure. with the thing that I have. Right. And what people will find will go like, I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't run Facebook as it. But man, like I got six referrals. I signed three of them up. Oh, my God. Like I make an extra grand a month. Right. From yeah. that. Also, my clients are so excited about like the results. They're they're wowed. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I've started changing my programming a little bit because I've studied, you know, four to five hours of programming this month in little chunks from the cert or from this podcast or whatever else. So again, you now, that's an example. Like you engulfed yourself in a process. Say, listen, let me prove myself wrong. Yeah. Like, prove yourself yeah. wrong then. Like, hey, is, is, is you thinking about the future and where you should be doing, is it better than you just going like, you know what? Let me do 30 days of this and just focus on the process and like what these old dudes are saying yeah. <laughs> and, right. and see how it goes. But it's like, I've done business coaching now for almost 11 years. And it's like every time somebody actually buys into the, to that, they go, holy shit, best month ever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Did you do anything crazy? You know, like, did you have to hire somebody to do your videos, this, that, the other? It's like, that's somewhere in the path. But no, all you did is like, you started focusing on a thing that's like right there. And, you know, the, this corneas process that we're yeah. talking about. And because you were doing that, like your effort and your, your results from that were so much better. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, by the way, like, I know that, as things grow, I got more businesses, I got more stuff going on. I continually have to work on that. Like there's certain areas right now that I'm like, man, I'm not where my feet are enough. Mm-hmm. Right? I got to do a better yeah. job of that. Right? So don't believe that like, it's like you get it and then that's it. Yeah, no. It's just like once you're scoring 30 points at the YMCA, once I put you with the D1 guys, you're scoring six, bro. Right. You got you to right. level up, there's right? Levels. Like. And so, I, and I think that's a, a really, really big thing that if you can, again, you know, take people, I, I, this is what I love listening to still, you know, podcasts and, and people and books, you know, whether it's Kobe where he's just the process, the process, the process yeah. all day long. It's like the journey is the dream, you know what I mean? And, yep. and once you like actually viscerally understand that, like it's a game changer. Yep. Right. And if, but here's the other thing: if you don't get it, you're never gonna get to where you could. Correct. That's what's sad too. Yes, absolutely. Right. If you can't wrap your head around this, and at some point, if you can't just marry yourself to the process and love that journey, you're not gonna get as far as you should, and that's sad too. So you have to kind of get your head wrapped around that. Like, look, man, this is not like there's not in game. No. Right. You and I talk about this all the time. There's not just oh, I'm here, I'm done. Kick your feet up. That never happens, right? Because once you get to a certain level, then you're exposed to better people. And just like you said earlier, right? Like, oh, damn, I suck. Now it's like, oh, my new suck, right? I was here. Now I'm here. But now I feel like I suck again. That means you're in the right room. Hopefully they're not doing that in like a rude (laughs) rude kind of way. It's like a self-realization of like, no, this is a new level. Now I got to get here, right? And then you get a better circle. And that's how it works, man. That's how you evolve. But because you, would you even want to, you know, there's a stat that was like that no matter, whenever you retire, right, you got nine years to live. That's, yeah, but no, that's I've a statistic, heard that. that's a statistic that. right? So it, it's like th- this idea that you get to a place and then things become just super easy. Uh, I mean, they become smoother, like, because you're, if your skill set is, is a high level enough, 
right? It's just like somebody goes like, how do, like, dude, you put up three posts. Like I get, fr- I, like, I get frustrated like doing three posts in three days. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm, 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 it's the skill set. I've just done it so much that yep. it doesn't stress me out. Like I'm not right. stressed out by it. Yeah, but you have to practice to get to that skill set. But would you ever yeah. want to be done anyways? It's just, would you, why would you want to? You don't want to leave the game. Dude. No, you, I would be miserable. The to game be changes, right? Yes. When you got kids, the game changed. But it's like you're still playing the game. Yeah. It's just a different type of game, you yeah. know. And to me, that like you know what's really interesting when you said if you don't get it, if you don't get like the process, like man, you're always going to be behind. Yes, this is what's sad, but like. It, it you know if you get it this will change the game for you there is you know people are like they're looking for the secrets they're looking for the thing the thing the thing the thing and the thing is there is no thing like we share like I'm, I'm we share everything right yeah. there is the problem is that 99% of the people don't believe it so yeah. when you don't believe right then you don't do cuz it's like no that guy that's made it. There's something that he knows that right. I don't know. Yeah. The secret you know sauce, right? He knows these people that I don't know that I can get access to. So again, like it, it, this belief is blocking you, mm-hmm. right? And that's why you can't, because it's like, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not special. I just work really hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm a kid from Slovenia that like, I was like, I'm hard headed. I mean, if there's a five, <laughs> right. if I have a superpower, that's it, <laughs> right? But I, I, and, and it's, I think that's an exciting thing. You know, I, I, I tell people, I'm like, man, like. I, you can do unbelievable things. And, and also, too, like, you know, for everybody that's listening to this from around the world, you'll kind of get this. But, like, um, you know, in America, like, legitimately, everybody has opportunity. Like, yes. if you're willing to put this work in. There's, yes. there, there are places in the world where it's significantly harder, you know, e- yeah. uh, even with, uh, you know, even if you have the knowledge and you have the design, it's still significantly harder to make things happen, you know, and I acknowledge that because I've lived in places like that. I grew up in places like that. And so um, if you're in the U.S., man, they're really like there is no damn secret. And we yeah. live in a world where we started. Think about this. I, you know, T Nation was the shit. You that, know, Elite FTS was, was the yeah. shit because it was like, you'd, you know, I'd read hours sometimes per day of these are the best coaches in the world. I'm going to learn from them. Right. But now it's like online courses social media podcasts youtube i mean everything is free like if you are have the time and energy to be able to learn and then you know learn it and then go and apply it right yeah man like you don't need honestly like it's not like you need all this money you just need time and energy to, yeah. to be dedicated to that stuff so i think that's exciting yeah that should be an exciting thing yeah rather than something that's like stressful well you Here's the crazy thing about now. You get to pick the medium. Correct. Right? Video was not a thing in 2003, right? So even if I could just kill it on camera, right? I'm like the best looking dude ever. Flip Six cam. pack ad. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> Wouldn't matter, right? Because video was not a thing. Audio wasn't a thing. I'm still streaming Napster in 2003, right? Yeah. Just stealing every song that I like. But look, <laughs> I hated English, right? Like if you know me, I'm a science like nerd, science, math. That's the way my brain thinks. How on earth was I getting articles published? Like, it's still mind-blowing to me. I got paid to write articles, and I was the worst author on the planet. I just wanted it, right? So I kept, I read everybody's stuff, right? I'm like, oh, man, this, this person does this really well. So now I'm, I'm a consumer, but I'm putting it into practice. The more I write, the easier it gets. Now, like you just alluded to, video is not stressful for you, right? Because you've done it so many times. You know kind of how to make it work. You got to go through the ugly face, right? It's like the adolescence of whatever medium you choose, 
written articles, podcasts, blogs, blogs, doesn't matter. Go through, right? Go through the ugly phase, put in the work. It's not gonna be pretty up front. Like that's something too. Like some of my favorite people on like Instagram, YouTube, people that have massive followings, they'll be like, yeah, look at how many posts I have. Go all the way to the top. Find the first. Watch that video. And you'll see there is no secret here, right? I just screwed up so many times. I put in so much time, so much effort. I continued to learn. Now, boom, this is where I'm at. There is no secret sauce. No, nah, because you did, I mean, you have, at least give me a tentative. Like, how many articles have you written? I mean, okay, so if you it's, go to- it's hundreds and hundreds. I mean, uh, I, I think it's actually more. If you include like blogs, because yeah, remember yeah, blogs, yeah, no, you're young people, blogs, web, log, blog, <laughs> insane. I'm not kidding, Luca. I think I've created over a thousand written pieces of content between articles, blogs, newsletters. I mean, I'm not even counting newsletters. No, no, no. I'm not. Think, no, because I mean, this talk is, thousands is, of pieces of written content. The reason why I ask you this question is because of that, right? Like, I did email marketing for 13, 14 years straight, didn't miss a weekly email, right? Yes. Like, that was, I mean, calculate that, right? Like, that's yeah. a thousand ish emails right there. Yeah. I, I have like probably a couple hundred blog posts, right? Which means that you for sure have over a thousand. And you start looking at that and you go body of work, right? Um, and whether it's like, you know, now I have like, I have a couple co-written books that I don't, I don't really count, but like now I got a 500 page book that's coming out. A year, you know, a year and a half of work on that. Uh, hundreds of podcast episodes between yeah. two podcasts, hundreds of guest podcasts, right? Yep. I think I have 10,000 videos combined somewhere, sure. you know? And it's like in Facebook posts, this, that, the other. The reason why I bring this up is because I guarantee you from Mike, you know, the first hundred articles, you know, you weren't getting paid for it or asked yeah. to write or whatever else, right? Like, uh, I mean, my first 135, actually combined with other one, 200 podcast episodes, thousands of posts. My first, I didn't get asked to write an article after until like article 85. Somebody <laughs> asked me to write yeah. an article for a site that was getting traffic, didn't get paid for it, by the way, right. you know, but right. it was like. The, the reason why we bring this up is because it is so important to understand that like, there is absolutely no way of getting there without that process and that work. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I don't know how you know, your approach was. Like, one of my approaches for writing um, that I still to this day kind of take is if I like a writer, I started mirroring how they wrote, right? Mm -hmm. So I would That's write... copywriting technique, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's like I would go... Uh, I remember back in the day, it was like uh, Bornstein, Romanello, and I'm like, oh, I like the, the way that they write. And I, or, or Nate Green, who's a yeah. good friend of ours. Yeah. Nate was, it is, was and is an incredible writer. And he was cool because he'd help me out with it too. But I would legitimately go like, this is his headline, this is his subheadline. Then he has subheads in the blog. I'm going to copy that exactly. He's got this many words. So I would just literally take the format and then write my own stuff yep. about a topic in there. Because yep. I'm like, I like this format. If I just copy the format and then insert my own stuff, it can't be that shitty. So yeah. it, and it there was, is, there's formulas to all of it. Correct. Right? You know what I mean? Same yeah. thing. I you know I, I came across uh, Andrew Chaperone and Ben Settle in email writing, yeah. right? And I was yeah. just like, oh, 250 to 350 words, you know, before I was doing like these really long emails. Right. Then I start doing them. Oh, it's a little bit more entertainment. And I'm like, what are they writing? How are they writing it? Okay, cool. I'm going to write that. Oh, subscribe to their newsletter. Okay, whatever they write, I'm writing the same thing, but about different Fitness. topic, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's like, and now you do that a hundred times, guess what? Ask me to write an email. Oh, yeah. you know, like, boom. Yeah. 
Done. Ten minutes later, done. Ten minutes later, article like right. You know, it, uh, a, a while back, Sean was like, "You can write these articles for on it." You know, like more SEO articles, good pay. Yeah. And I hadn't written like a lot for article stuff, right? Yeah. And like I'm ripping. You know what I mean? Yeah. I send that back to him with videos. He's like, "What the huh? How <laughs> well, how do you get this done so? You know what I mean? Like right. we get a guy that needs to write this this for this long, a video take this long, and like it's just that." something that used to be hard right that new levels new that you look at the old problem right you go yeah. right right now you haven't wrote an email and it feels like the world you know right. oh my god i'm gonna spend two hours writing this like you know 300 word email yep. while we're over here like knocking them out but that's the thing you know what I mean? it's just like when you give jordan the ball and you're like hey give guy this guy you know 10 in a row right and it's like it's nothing to him yeah. right but it's all the stuff underneath that they got him there and the thing is, like, the longer that you're pausing right now on doing this shit, the, the longer it's going to take, yep. you know, for you to get good at it. And, and it doesn't have to be an either or because you were – here's the thing too, right? Every single coach that I know that's done really well with media is, like, said, man, if I wasn't coaching, it would be really hard for me to do media stuff because I wouldn't know what the hell to talk about. I'd just be making shit up. Yeah. So <laughs> you wrote, you know, all the articles that I, you know, I, I read – I remember the first article that was, like, Oh shit! I got to learn from these guys. Was Neanderthal no more? Yeah. With, on on T Nation from you and Eric, and it's like you were writing that through the lens of I'm coaching people. Here's what I see, yeah. right? And same thing on Instagram. It's like oh, here's stuff that I'm doing with my clients. Here's things that I'm finding out. Here's this, that, the other. You know, vlogs we'll shoot today. It's going to be about real world shit yeah. that we're experiencing, and it's just like hey, here's some you know here's some stuff that's going to help you out. So again, like you have the knowledge. Even if you're not like at, you know, like the elite level, whatever you think that is, right. if you've coached clients, even for six months, for a year, for two years, you got experience from helping those people out. Talk about those things. Like you have it, yeah. but you got to start doing it. It's not an either or. And the more you have to start writing about it and documenting it and doing videos on it, the, the better you become as a coach. Absolutely. It's like it's, this. It's this beautiful like upward cycle. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to these because we're like, we riffed on this, man. <laughs> Whoo! Uh, ooh, this is, ooh. Uh, I want to start with you on this one. What's okay. your favorite moment in your coaching career? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's your question. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, we can talk, like, clout moments, right? Yeah. Like, Roy Hibbert being an all-star, that's pretty cool. Being in Indiana, loving the Pacers growing up, that's cool. Uh, Seattle Sounder, Chad Marshall put in the work. I mean, he was a world-class player before I ever got to work with him. All that, they all are, yep. right? It's not like we make them. Um, but seeing him win an MLS championship, MLS best 11, defensive player of the year, like fucking boss. You know, I can say things like that. Can I give you something? Oh, one other one, Ed Sumner, coming off that Achilles, coming back, getting a contract, playing at a high level. Things like that, I'll never forget. But my favorite coaching moment isn't even on the gym floor. Mm. So I coach my kids, right, in sports. Kids are very important to me. Family's important to me. And last year was, unfortunately, the last year I got to coach Kendall in soccer because she continued to level up. Now she's in a travel program. But, man, we got this team last year of soccer girls. And I don't know how it is here. I don't know if it's less crazy in Seattle than it is in Indiana. These people are psychos. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Like, they got the same team together from when they're first grade to whenever. So they've got... Literally, these teams have played for, together forever. Well, 
we don't have the team that's been together forever. I got a couple girls. I literally get the 14 cast-offs, right? So all these girls are used to, you know, being, you know, the, the person that never plays or they're not part of the team or they're on the outside looking in. So we have this ragtag group. I thought they were awesome. Like just an amazing group of girls, right? And you could see week one, we were awful. Like we were awful. We were so disorganized. We didn't play well. And you could literally see this shift and this evolution over the year, right? And I don't claim to be an amazing soccer coach, but man, I put a lot of time and energy into them. Uh, did my best, like we're very positive people, right? When we're coaching, like yeah. lifting people yeah. up. I did my best to do that because I think youth need that more than ever, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. It's hard to be a kid right now. Invested everything I could in them. And man, just watching this evolution, it was weird because there were teams better than us, right? Especially at the start of the year. But as we kept going, I'm like, no, I think we could win like our little championship thing. And just every week we got better and better. Like we played a team middle of the season. It was like 4-4. Like, no, we're better than this team. We played them in the playoffs. Fucking smacked them. 8-1. Right? Smacked them. You know? And we did. We won a championship. And it was like one of the coolest moments. You know? Stuff like that. Uh, Cade's basketball team this year. Started off 0-5. Bro, we lost our first game 48-12. We lost our second game 22-4. But man, it's so much fun investing in those Mm -hmm. kids and seeing them level up. We won two out of our last three. Won our last game of the year. You would have thought we won the NBA championship. Those kids were so pumped. Because some of those kids played all of last year, never won a game. And game five this year, we haven't won. They're thinking, we're going to go an entire season never winning. So like for me, as cool as it is to do what we do, Man, just seeing the joy in like a kid's face, hard to beat. Yeah. Hard to beat. And I I would say that like, I think that that's part of what, um, when people say, why are you still coaching so much? You know, and and I think that's part of it is like to be able to almost confirm your beliefs. So what I mean by that is like, you know, when you get a team or, you know, for me, I'm fortunate, you know, train pro teams and elite guys and then high school, you know? Yeah. And same thing, like we came in fourth in the state this year, haven't even been to state for I don't know how many years. And it was like, man, like that was crazy. You know, the, the is that? progress Rewarding. of that is, is, it just feels so good to be part of that. And any type of, you know, of course, there's a lot of people involved. And, but it's, but even on the process of like, you know, you get somebody that, that has like these um, ideas of where they could get to, you know, and I'm, I'm always like, you will never find me be uh, like, yeah, you can be pretty good. Like, I'm always like, dude, like, you could fucking like do whatever you yeah. want to, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's like, okay, you're, you know, 55, you probably won't go play in the league, but it's like, right. I'm always speaking these like, you know, almost uh, crazy beliefs into people. Yes. Like, man, you yes. can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you know, uh, and I think this is so important, but then, Tim, what, what really fires me up is after a while, because it takes time, right? Yep. A year in, a year and a half in, two years in, three years in, it's like they re- achieve a thing that confirms my beliefs and it breaks theirs to, you know, yeah, to like, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, I got, you know, cool. a set of girls that I train there. Like, I mean, they're like between 120, 145 pounds, you know what I mean? And they're deadlifting 350 trap. I mean, like yeah. dude, I got video, you know, people are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like I got, I got pro guys that these girls are lunging the same, you know, it's like yeah, wild no, shit, but it's like, I'm, I'm always just like, nope, we can do that. And we just kind of keep chipping away at it, yeah. chipping away at it, chipping away at it. And to like to that that feeling, seeing them 
be like, oh my God, I did it. You know, yeah. but not about, again, it's not about the external thing. It's about the belief. Yeah. You know what I'm You saying? believed like, in them more than they did, they did. To the point where now they believe they in themselves. Up. They caught yes. up. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they start catching up to what you believe. And, you know, I remember this, this story from Martin. Like, I've known Martin Rooney for forever. And, like, legit. It's like fucking Highlander. You know what I mean? Like, we've known each other for centuries. Yeah. But I, I always remember, you know, I'd, I'd go through all the uh, Parisi Speed School DVDs, you know, because yep. back then, like, they were, like, the, the VHS authority. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It was, like, the authority on, like, you know, speed. And, be like, they had, they were crushing the combine with the guys always. And I was, like, man, like, what do you, you know, I've studied all this stuff. I've studied, you know, again, I was looking for the secret. Yeah. Right? I was looking for the secret. And um, he was, like, let me tell you the secret. Like, you believe in them so much that they start believing in themselves. Like, that's. Your, like your your behavior, your talk, your speech, your aura, your body language, like your stories, like everything is like belief. It's like no, you can do this. And then at a certain point in time, they start believing the same thing, and then all their behaviors start aligning with it. Hold up, well shit, I should probably if if I really can run this fast, I should probably go to sleep because that's going to help me run that fast, and I should eat better, right. and I should. And so to like if for any client, every client. When I start seeing that, it is like a, a, it's a surge of like, it's like drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's, you know, and seeing them start having like this, because the thing is like this self-esteem that spreads into every area of their life. And like, yeah. if I could have a study in stat, by the mm-hmm. way, right? I have like multiple clients in my head right now, right? There's a, uh, there's a client that I started training a long time ago. He's a general manager, partner owner of a company. There was no $4 million a year. By the time we stopped training, because I started doing a lot of other stuff and we couldn't line our schedule, that company was doing $32 million a year. He, he made, put it this way, he made significantly more money from right. that, obviously, right? Right. And I go, like, there's clients I'm training right now that since I've been training them, you know, they've tripled their salaries, quadrupled yeah. their salaries. And again, listen, not to be like, uh, I mean, shit, maybe that's a pitch. Come train with me. You'll make <laughs> a lot more money. Uh, but, 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 but no, but here's, here's my point here is this, right? They, they got fitter, they got stronger, they were challenged, like they were doing really uncomfortable shit. Like, you know, it's like when you're, you're, you're pushing them and it's like, oh my God, everything, you can keep, you got this, you, got, you know? And, yeah. and it's like every week they would come in and they would override this belief about something they can't do. Yep. Then it's like all of a sudden, I'd get this like, hey, um, I know we talked about it a little bit, so I just went in and I was like, here's the stuff that I've done, I believe I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I deserve a raise because of it, boom, like 30 grand, 40 grand more a year, right? right. And it's like, it just, it goes everywhere. Self-esteem yeah. is not just in fitness. Self-esteem yeah. is in how you look, feel, perform, how you show up and everything. Yeah. And it's like, yo, that's like a superpower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you can see that, like at what point in time do you get tired of that? Like fucking never. Like I never get tired of that. I'll never get tired of right. that. And, and it's like, you know, people come in and out of your life and there's new people that you get to help and it just never stops. And it's like, yeah. and I, that's not a... I would say frustrating is the opposite way. Like, it's exciting. It's almost yeah. like it starts, the journey continues yeah. to start. You know, I have these food dogs, right, from, on, that I have tattooed on my arms, and it's like the beginning and the end. You know, and it's like the end of something is the beginning of something new. And that's how I look at it. It's like always new opportunities. And if, if you operate that way, I believe, you know, this stuff never gets old, right? Yeah. You keep learning. You keep applying. You keep improving, you know, things change, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It's just the evolution of yourself and you keep reinventing yourself. Um, 
Listen, I, I still want to, <laughs> it's funny, because like we, we went probably through like two or three questions. <laughs> uh, but I know, hey, listen, uh, there's two, uh, no, I, I want to cover these two that you brought up. Um, let's, we'll, we'll do this one last. Let's go, advice that social media hates, but that's 100% real. Whew. Social media hates, that's 100% real. Yeah. I'm throwing you this alley-oop right here, buddy. Look, here's the problem with social media, right? Everything is a quick fix. It's a hack. It's one thing. It's, it's not the process. It's not where the one thing fits in the grand scheme. It's, I mean, just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's what sells on Instagram because it fits like the ADD personality and fits what you want, right? Yeah. If I get on IG, I'm not looking to like reshape my life. I just, oh, my knee hurts. I want to figure Quick out, hitter. hey, untwist my knee so it feels better, right? <laughs> you know, give me a hip flexor stretch because my quad's tight, you know? But that's not how life works, mm -hmm. right? And I think one of the things that's frustrating, I don't know if I'm gonna perfectly answer this question, should have done a better job of asking my questions for myself, but like, when it comes to life, when it comes to training, coaching, whatever, it's all about context. I feel like we talked about context a lot this weekend. What may work great for one person is gonna work awfully for the next, mm -hmm. right? So you gotta kinda know all the rules of engagement. When we were writing programs, it's like, okay, what are the list of limitations and constraints? Let's get that on the board now. So we kinda know what are the rules of engagement and where do we go from there? Social doesn't work like that, yeah. right? It's just like, hey, fix my knee. Hey, fix my hip versus, hey man, here are all the things that you probably need to consider before you do that one thing. And, it's, and the thing is about it too that because of that, there is, you know, because you want to go on social media and you kind of know the rules of engagement, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think all, you know, all of us, like, we want to educate. We understand that like, oh, this might do better on social media. And so we put it on there, but it's impossible to give all the context, right? It's impossible. Like, you can't. You, you can't. can't. It's absolutely Like, impossible. literally, it limits you from doing that. And so then, you know, there's, I was just watching Ben Bruno's thing, and somebody goes like, oh, your client's left lats tight. You should never have him pressing overhead. It's like, oh, oh my, my God. God, here yeah, you go. Like, you know what I mean? Thank you, thank troll. Thank you, internet expert. Yeah, like, thank you, troll. You know, but it's, <laughs> but it's, but it's exactly what happened. Like, I've just, I've become completely, like, numb to this stuff, you know, especially the Facebook stuff, which is blown up, and people are just commenting, like, and being, you know, saying, like, wild shit. And, of course, like, you, I mean, it, it makes no sense to go back and create context because they're not going to take it. But again, I think that this is more so for the people that are, um, you know, one listening to this, educating and or consuming right mm -hmm. on social media is, I, and by the way, if somebody asks me the context, I appreciate it, right? Yeah. If somebody goes in the comments and goes like, hey, what about this? What about this? Let's I'll answer. I'm a, yeah, I'm I'll cool even, I'll that. DM and I'm start having a conversation, right? But to, to me, it's like, do, you know, um, Educate, like educating in snippets is fine, but and you don't have to give all the disclaimers because again, like then right. then it just becomes copy of disclaimers and stuff like right. that. But just understand that, like what Mike said, you know, to break the rules, you got to learn the rules. We talk about principles so often here that if you understand the principles, you can enhance your education through social media, short or long, right? Because if I like if I went through complete coach and you understand R7 and you understand the frameworks you're looking through and you expand understand expansion and compression and these now when you see something you can go like oh this is a great tool this is a great method this is a great exercise I can add to the things that I'm doing and and it, you because you know the rules you know the principles you know the context 
Like it's you're you're learning and you're winning. Otherwise, it just becomes like, you know, cool shit. Yeah. Right. And again, like you know, I'm I'm trying to give the framework for if you are a coach and and you're learning from somebody and or if you're a coach and you're educating, like these are the things you got to know to get the most out of it. Yeah. Right. Because it's otherwise it's very very easy to get lost. Um, because man, like this, I would say that this is a problem. Because uh, there's like. It's like, oh, I'm going on social media to get my education. But you're, what you're not doing is you're not learning the principles. Yeah. Right? You're not learning the depth. And like, you're just learning tips and tricks. Correct. Right? Tips like, and that's tricks. That's what you're learning. And it's, and it's like, de- depth is needed. You, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, you, there, I feel like there's not enough um, depth happening. And I guarantee you, like, too, like, Chase is not in because it's like, okay, when you're doing video, when you're doing this, when you're like, you got you to gotta have depth. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, you become the person that's like, the you know the circus trick pony and it's just like all it's all like let's go viral let's do this let's do crazy stuff but the, the truth is you know i i believe in like education through social media like podcasting yeah. the videos yeah. like i think it's awesome to be able to do that but again you know uh what's difficult is scarce and what's scarce is valuable which means that like yeah like writing a thousand articles makes you really good at understanding and communicating doing thousands of videos going and studying like the principles of adaptation and training and then right. going for learning from the best coaches in the world and how they do their things. That gives you depth. Then you can use, like I said, these rules of engagement on social media to enhance, yeah. right? And I, I feel like that's a very, very important thing um, because I, I think that, you know, the answer to like, what do I hate on there is number one, uh, is that people talk over each other and there's not like a, there's very, unfortunately, there's not enough people that just go like, hmm, like if you do wonder why they're doing it, ask it, ask it in a respectful way. Like don't yeah. be disrespectful. Sure. Don't do anything that you wouldn't do in real life. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like we are humans and we communicate and it's hilarious to me that like, you know, you go on social and like you'd never communicate with somebody like that in Ever. real life, right? Ever. You wouldn't have that tone. You wouldn't be a dick because you'd probably yeah. get slapped, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's things like that. And, it, and it's like, and also you just wouldn't, you know, uh, you, you, in real life, that would, a person would be like, I don't want to talk to this person. Yeah. I don't want to engage with this person. So, you know, bringing like the real human being on there and, um, and, and looking through that lens will help you be better on social media yeah you know and i think that there's too much judgment and it's like it doesn't matter which way it goes right like it's like the experts you know judging other experts and 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 the people they're asking them questions like man just be more human man like that's you know i would say be more human that's like a universal truth i would say other things to just help you navigate that land space or landscape um when you're young or when you're first starting there's probably going to be a lot of consumption Make it a goal over time to create more than you consume. Um, and something we talked about a couple of times is people are always like, oh, what do, I, what do I talk about? What do I create? Like it's like this, you know, from the ether and you're inspired and you create. No, it's like, oh, that conversation I had the other day with the client who has the knee issue. Okay, that's, that's my next post. Dude, think about like, so the vlogs that we're going to create today. We're literally we're, things we're, we talked about this We're creating them because of... These are the things that you taught because of the clients that you have that you've helped mm-hmm. and we're just sharing it, yeah. right? So, it's, I mean, legitimately, we're like, oh, man, that was great. Let's do that. Let's do it in a, in a shorter format. Like, oh, let, let's just talk about this. So, you're literally, you just have to get out of your head and be like, yes. somebody else has talked about it. Well, Mike Robertson's already talked about this, right? But it's like, you know what? But the people that are following you are following you, yeah. not Mike, you know? And, 
And it's like, and maybe your message resonates better with them because they like you and, or they don't know who I am or Mike, whatever, right? Like that's your right. circle. Yep. And you're going to say it differently than I will, than Mike will. And there's a power in that because you're one of one yeah. and, and, that's, and that's powerful, right? Yeah. So just know, again, because that, we, again, we repeated ourselves on this part of things. But I think that more of the, the good ones, the great coaches that are helping people need to share yeah. more of the content and the value. Agreed. Which leads me to the last one. Um, I'm interested in this one, but biggest failure and what you learned from it. 23 years in now, this was probably year 21. Feeling pretty good about myself, right? And that's when uh, my guy Ed Sumner, he'd been with me, I think, two or three years at this point. Mm -hmm. Best offseason he'd had, right? He, this guy's like clockwork. I mean, you talk about people that don't cheat the game. Ed Sumner has never cheated the game. He's there at 8 a.m., five days a week, does a session with me, gets in his car, goes to the basketball spot, does his hour and a half session there. He does not cheat the game. So they start doing open runs. And legitimately, he sends me a text. I'm, I don't know what number in this queue I am, but before it even gets out, he's texting me, Mike, I just tore my Achilles. I want you to know before anybody else does. I don't know if I've ever felt worse on a day in my life, like ever. It was the worst feeling ever because this is a guy I care so much about. He believed in me, right? He'd spent time with me and to have that happen crushed my soul. Mm -hmm. So at that moment in time, if you ever need kind of that karmic loop of, I better learn a lesson here. It's like, hey man, this is, there's, a, there's an opportunity to learn, right? And it's like, look, I wanna be the best, that just recommitted me to the process of, I wanna be the best coach I can be, right? Mm -hmm. I'll learn from everybody. Whoever has something of value in whatever space, right? I'm gonna learn from them because I never wanna have this feeling again. Yeah. Like, it, you, you just can't imagine it, right? You can't imagine how bad that feels. Maybe you can. You've had something like that happen, but it was the worst feeling I've ever had as a coach. But on the flip side, the fact that he texted me, he let me know, right? He trusted me to help him come back and help him rebuild. Man, that just, again, that just like solidified and fortified me as a coach. I'm like, look, man, this guy's gonna continue to invest. I'm gonna pour everything I can into him. Bro, you best believe I was on PubMed that night, Google Scholar. Yeah. Talk to me about Achilles tears. I'm following, what was KD doing? What was Dominique Wilkins doing? Dominique, Dominique Wilkins might have one of the best return to plays ever from an Achilles tear. How long ago did Dominique Wilkins play, bro? 20 years 20 ago? Years so what, ago. I, nah, he never hit me back, but yeah. I was hitting him on IG. I'm like, please tell me what you did. Cause he did something different. He came back and he averaged 30, bro. So like, it just kind of re-energized me. Not that I was low energy, but it's like wherever I was, now I'm on a whole nother level. Cause like, I never want to feel this again. And I'm going to put everything I can into my own education so I can continue to pour into these guys, man. Cause I mean, I love what I do, but man, I never wanted to feel that again. Talk about, um, man, like having a setback. And I know that cause that feels like a setback, man. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing. I mean, when you, when you feel like you've put in all that work, and because to me, it automatically becomes personal. Like, fuck, what, oh, did, I, what did I do? It what was. I did I felt do. like the worst coach contract year coming up. I'm like, man, this guy's about to get paid. Yep. And then to have all that happen, worst feeling. But what did it do? Like, it lit a fire under you to make you better. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It, see, like that, I mean, I, I can relate to that. I got actually some stories uh, like that 
but I'll, I'll riff on. I mean, I'll go back yeah. to, for me, my biggest, my biggest failures were personal failures. Also, too, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll bring those two up. One was uh, my marriage and, like, you know, I fucked a lot of that stuff up. And but it taught me more than Because it's like th- that failure taught me more about coaching. And let me, let me, let me show you why, right? Yeah. Because in fit, like, for instance, in the nutrition and fitness space, you know, I, at that point in time, I was very much so, like, Man, like I have these clients, they're getting great results. I got these clients getting pretty good results, and there's a bunch of clients. I mean, good percentage that like aren't getting the results. Yes, you sure. know, they're not getting worse. Maybe they're getting a little better. Right. But to my standards, you know, right. like not not where they should be, the where it should. Right. And I would be judgmental, you know, like man, why are they doing this shit? Like this is you know simple because I owned that space and I was I was confident and had self esteem and had habits and everything else in that space, right? But when I would say things in my personal life fell apart because of my own doing, by the way, right? Yeah. I started going like, why, you know, I, I literally, you know, kind of come to Jesus moment. It was like, why do I, like, why do people do, why do I do stupid things that like hurt me, hurt my yeah. life, hurt why people around me? Myself? Correct. Why yeah. am I sabotaging? And it was so, you know, so I go into get help and therapy and, but the, the, the big things that started being like coming up for me as I was having these conversations, being asked certain questions, I was like, man, like uh, our clients are str- like, and I, I'm struggling in areas yeah, just like they are. And like, it's hard, you know, like yeah. there's so much like you're pulling, the, getting pulled this way, this way, that way, like what? But then I'm judging them in another area. I have these same problems, maybe even yep. worse in other areas, you know, like, you know, for, for any fit pros, it's like, hey, are you, how are you with your finances? And a lot of people are, have really bad financial habits, right? Right, but they'll judge the client in their fitness and nutrition habits, right? Yes. But like, but they have the same problems in some other areas. So, it made me significantly more compassionate to yeah. Yeah. to, and, and it's like, and, and that made me such a better coach because instead of being like, you know, having this subconscious uh, frame of judgment, it became a, a a curiosity frame, right? Like, hey, yeah. tell me a little bit more about this. Tell me. A little, because I was discovering all these things about myself. Like, why did I do these dumbass things, right? Like, why did I uh, mess things up? And I'm t- like, it, be- it made me such, like, significant. It took me on a journey of, like, yeah. behavior change and psychology. And, like, you know, I did Byron Katie's work. Oh, man. That, yeah. like, and it's like, I did, I did you know, uh, Shadow Coach from Debbie Ford. I mean, like, you, Matt, Crucial Conversations. Yeah. I mean, everything you can imagine, I went into it and dove into it. And it was because of that. I was trying to discover myself. And in the, in the midst of it, I was discovering, you know, what other people are going through and better understanding them. You know, like, yeah. like hey, put yourself in your client's shoes. You know, obviously you can't completely do it, but I doing was your best. doing my yeah. best and like seeing through their, through their eyes, essentially what I was going through just in another area of life. Now, listen, this, is, this, this story is not here to tell you to go completely fuck up your life in some way <laughs> so you learn I, I would hope that you li- but it goes back you know full circle because this was the last question that we wanted to to touch on to come back full circle what i started with was get people in your life that become these mentors of life right yeah and i'm you know again i that led me to that because i didn't have that and i lost myself and it's like you know it's very easy to go like yeah man i'm making money and i'm like you know enough people know about me now blah blah blah, right but it's like dude if you don't if you don't take care of the human part and who you are things are gonna go wrong you know what i mean like so um can i can i ask you a follow-up to this absolutely because i'm really intrigued by this because we i think we all do this at some level whether we know it or not right we're 
subconsciously judging somebody about something, but it's also the same thing that we have an issue with. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you secretly loathe something about them, but it's only because you do it that it's so noticeable. It's a projection. Yes. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a mirror. So, you know, if, I, I would highly recommend that uh, two books that you read. One is uh, Loving What Is by Byron Katie and um, the, the Dark Side of the Light Chasers oh, yeah. from, from uh, Debbie Ford. Debbie Actually, Ford. Debbie yeah. Ford has excellent books. One, another one is like Why Good People Do Bad Things. And, you know, it, it does tend to be that, like, somebody triggers you. So, for example, I'll actually give you an example, by the yeah. way. Disloyalty, like, I have loyalty tattooed on my body. It's yeah, like sure. one of my values, right? And so, disloyalty, like, triggers me at a level that's... Um, Do you speak uh, Slovenian? Oh, yeah, yeah. Start, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said... I told Mike that like whenever I get really angry, I start speaking Slovenian. So that's when you got to run. And, but, it's, but the thing is that I realized because I hated myself when I was disloyal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's, so it's a trigger because it also kind of reminds me of like me breaking my own value and losing mm-hmm. my own compass. Right. Yes. So and again, it could be, you know, there, there's stuff like um, I give another example. I remember back in the day, uh, me and Krebs were like, like, oh, man, this guy like. He, you know, he's killing it, making so much money, but he's fucking out of integrity, da da da, da right? And, it, and we were like, why are we getting triggered by this, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, the trigger was because we weren't doing all the things to put us in that seat of, you know, driving uh, revenues and things like that. So yeah. we were triggered because that person, regardless of how he was running his business, it triggered us because we weren't putting in the same amount of effort, Yes. right? Yes. And so when you are triggered, for example, you're like, Man, that person's success, da da da. What it is, majority of the time, is that it's your subconscious basically reflecting back to you, like you're not putting this effort in and this work in. Yep. And so what you do is you point a finger. Now you gotta remember this, this is really important, okay? Wherever the finger points, that's where the power goes, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. economy, government, friend, this person, that person, my boss, you're right. just giving away power. The moment yeah. you turn the finger to yourself and you go like, it's on me. Right yeah. now, power goes back to you. Yeah. Now it might be uncomfortable, but you know you can change it. So uh, I gotta ask my question. Come on! Oh my bad, my bad. Let me let me ask the question. Okay, so you're you're looking at these people, right? And and you say like, oh look, no, like I've got a problem with this person, or they're doing that, or that, whatever. When you stopped doing that, right, and you stopped judging them, did you immediately feel better and stop judging yourself as much as well? Like when you give them that space to just be them, did the same thing happen to you? Yes, because of, because of awareness. Because, yeah, that's because, what, yeah. because I realized, because the, the thing is, judging yourself leads to judging others. Yes. Right? It's like, I mean, yes. look, this, this will sound cliche and corny, right? But it's like, how do you fully love others if you don't love yourself, right? Like there's always, again, there's always blocks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, you know, just like you go like, man, they don't. They didn't know what, you know, this is like, I forgive them, right? Like, right. but you got to forgive yourself. Like it was the, the difference between shame and guilt, right? Yeah. Like yeah. guilt is, guilt is like, guilt can lead you to a better decision. I'm guilty of making this decision and taking this action, but it's not who I am. See, shame, shame, you believe you are a bad, bad person, person, right? Like, yes. and so you have to be, because I was, I, I was ashamed, you know, when, yes. when I went and saw help and, and by the way, like I'm going to keep repeating this. Seeking help, raising your hand, saying, I need help. One of the most powerful things you can do. I need help in my business. I need help with my fitness. I need help in my personal life. I need help here. That, like, powerful. It, you, it yeah. gives you power, and people are there to help you. So, 
for me, I was ashamed, you know, hiding it. Like, no, like, I can't let the world see and know, you know, uh, like, I got to pretend I'm this great, you know, I got everything figured out. Like, right. because, again, seeking significance. I don't want people to know I have all these problems, right? Yep. So the moment that I was like, I need fucking help. Like, I, this is all falling apart. You know, and, and I had to, uh, and, and somebody taught me about the guilt shame. You know, it's yep. like in Shadow Coach, I went through that. And it was like, like shit, I'm ashamed. You know, like I didn't, cause, because after that, I started talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. I would go on podcasts, I'd go on shows, I'd do videos. And it was very uncomfortable for me. I wrote an yep. email, you know, like, oh my God, what are people going to say? And there were some people that were like, you know, talk smack and this, that, the other. But it was freeing because it was like, that, that was my process of forgiving myself. You yep. know, talking about it and going like, yes, I made these mistakes. Here's what I think happened and, and dealing with it. You know, and when you do that, like here's what's, what, what was so amazing is that the more I shared of my pain and faults and everything else, the more people opened up and were like, man, like it allows I them to like gave, really gave permission. To yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, and, you're, and it gives your clients permission to open up and now you can actually help them more. So this is, this is the part that I really feel in coaching is just not talked about enough. It's like this human side, like, you know, becoming a better human, which part of it is, guess what? Forgiving yourself, loving yourself, not yeah. being judgmental, forgiving others, being more compassionate, more curious, right? Like all these different things that takes work and, and, and practice to develop. And you, and, but the thing is, is like, how are you going to be a great coach if you don't seek out the things that you need to be better at coaching and as a human being, right? And again, that might, that might be uh, therapy. That might be like, you know, groups that help you uh, be aware of some things, right? So this is, I think, the number one kind of uh, contradiction is that most coaches, and like this again, <laughs> trigger warning, uh, do you be- if you coach, like do you believe with your heart and soul in coaching and what it does for people, right? If the answer is yes, do you have a coach? So, and I mean like do you have a coach that you invest in, time, energy, yep. money? Yep. And do you have a coach in the area that you're the most stuck in? Because this is, you know, because it's like, yeah, absolutely. I got it, man, I'm doing this program design course. And it's like, how good are your programs? I'm, I'm pretty damn good. Okay, cool. What area of your life are you like running away from? You know, yeah. what, what area of your life are you like, uh, I don't want to face it. That's probably where you need a coach. And, and the thing is, and that's going to make you a way better coach for your clients. Yeah. Right? When you go into the area of discomfort, like, hey, like business, but people, they said profit and loss statement. Oh my God, I'm getting anxiety just hearing that word. You don't know your numbers. We talk about advertising, you know, but you're running your own business and you're starting to like shake right now and pacify. <laughs> That's probably an area that you might have to invest time, energy, and money yeah. in. Because again, and, and you'd be like, well, how is that going to make me a better uh, coach? Because you don't have good enough profits to make a better customer experience. You're always scarcity mode. Do, can you be a great coach? If, you're, if your bank account's in the red, you're freaking about the next day, you can't do continuing education, hell fucking no. Like, you can't be the best coach. So all of these things are interrelated, you know, whether you like to believe it or not. And again, I believed up until that point in my life, pff, bro, I've done every certification you can imagine. I got, I mean, this, that, the other. What do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you insertion points of this, that, you know. Right, right. But it's like, but I was not the best coach. I had a whole bunch of shit that was holding me back from being the best for my clients. So... You know, I, I would hope that our conversation today is making a lot of people feel uncomfortable, but it's going to make you do something, you know, be a catalyst for change. Yeah. Because, like I said, I would hope that you don't have to go through certain things that we went through, you know, painfully. Yeah. And you'd go like, 
aha, okay, let me explore this. And now you don't have to have that, you know, Absolutely. that very painful, Absolutely. you know, yeah. wreck before you, before you have a realization. Yeah. Um, as always. Dude, this is great, man. Dude, we could keep going. I mean, we didn't even touch on all the questions, but like I that. Know. But that was the case. That was the case. I knew. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. Um, hey, I, we would both love feedback. Yes. On this episode, yes. um, because it was different, but I think it was what's needed. You yeah. know, and it was based on our conversations throughout the complete coach certification. Um, which, by the way, I'm going to repeat that. You guys should check it out. Um, excellent. But seriously, like I would love feedback. Send it to Mike. Send it to me through email, social media, uh, because I think, you know, we can have some more of these conversations and our, our goal and our mission is, uh, to help this industry and to help yeah. coaches elevate. And again, through all different realms of, yeah. of the skill sets that, you know, are needed to be great at this. Yep. And, um, if you love this, by the way, this is an important one. If you loved it, share the show, you know, send it out, send it to your friends, send it to your coaches because, Tag us, tag us us in it. Uh, Because, look, this is, is, I believe, the key, right? Like, when somebody sends me something and it's like, this is great, you know, it's like a referral. Like, hey, this is a great book. You got to read it, man. I'm reading it. So um, do that, and we'll see you next time in another episode. Peace out, my friends. All right, my friend. That does it for this week's episode of the podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. I mean, again, I share a lot of things there. Uh, that I don't talk about very often or just things that I think coaches need to hear, right? Like too often now we live in this bubble. We look at everybody's highlight reel every day. We go on social media and we don't realize that every coach that has been doing this for an extended period of time has had some wins and they've had some major losses too. So sharing not just the wins, but sharing the losses, sharing what we've learned from some of those critical moments in our career. And I think at the end of the day, Realizing that if you're in this for the long game, there's certain things you have to do for an extended period of time to be successful. There are no overnight successes. And a lot of times the people that you're you're looking at and you're looking up to have either spent an incredible amount of time doing what they do. They've spent an incredible amount of time working very, very hard, right? And generally it's a combination of the two. They're working hard for a long period of time, then they see the success. So these are just things that you know, I think kind of get brushed under the rug in this day and age. And I want you to know that if you want to be successful, you got to think and play the long game to really get to wherever it is you want to go. So if you enjoyed this episode, I got a small favor to ask. Tag me, tag Luca, put this out there, like share this with other people, with other coaches, because I just want people to hear, like, it's not always, you know, like unicorns and balloons when it comes to coaching, right? Highs and lows, wins and losses. So if you would share this, if you would tag us, we would love it. We just want to spread our word and just let other coaches know that like, look, regardless of where you're at, there's other people out there that are going through the same struggles. They're having the same issues. And ultimately, if you keep your head down and you keep working, you can see some pretty pretty high levels of success in our industry. So my friend, as always, thank you so much for your support. Love and appreciate you, and we'll be back next week with our next episode. Take care.